when I see that they're like struggling with something over and over and over again, I'm like, I want to fix this. Like, I am going to fix this for you. <laughs> break up with him. <laughs> yeah, break up with him. Welcome back to Voice Hugs, a podcast on becoming your best self and embracing all seasons of life with open arms. This is your host, Viv and Ro. Hello, everyone. To start off this episode, I want to ask Viv and also everyone who's listening my favorite question that I've been asking. How is your heart? Do you feel this way where like when you feel good or when things are good? happening in your life that are just easy they're okay like nothing's that bad right now it's almost hard for me to say like oh I feel good or like oh I feel happy but in a lot of ways I think because this year we're like three months in and I think about what three months in looked like last year and there's just such a huge difference I feel very grateful and thankful that this year just feels like a lot more at peace so far (laughs) i'm proud of you they was so bubbly and hyper today before we hopped on and started recording and i was like i don't think i've seen this side of you in a really long time yeah i've been super hyper this week in general i don't know why (laughs) it's because you have more time to deep rest I'm going to ask you the same question. Mm. How is your heart feeling recently, lately, today? Today, this moment, it's very calm and grounded. I just started a 30-day meditation challenge with two of my friends. And it's amazing what just three days of meditating can do for your mind, body, and soul. The first day was brutal. My mind was just like literally in a thousand places. The second day, I was literally thinking of all the things I need to do, how I need to water my plant, how I need to, I don't know, did I miss anything from my to-do list? Should I, you know, I should be focusing, but then I can and I should be logging how I'm doing every day, but I haven't started that yet. But the third day last night, after meditating, I was like, oh, mental clarity. So this is why people meditate. (laughs) But I think like this is a great reflection of where I've been maybe since last year and even beginning of this year. I felt super disoriented. I felt very distracted. And I also just like it was really hard to focus. I think like before it's very easy for me to sit down and edit for 10 hours. Now like after an hour, well, I can't even get myself to sit down. because I just know how long it's going to take and like it just doesn't happen but anyway other than that my heart feels very full it feels challenged in a good way and it feels very supported from your answer earlier would you say that your heart is feeling connected Mm, I see what you or supported (laughs) These were one of our three words. I definitely do. And I think probably more so supported than connected right now. But um, going back to what you're sharing about your meditation, your 30-day thing, and you're doing it with two other friends, I follow all three of you guys. And so I 
thought it was really cool that it was something that you're all doing together, but you're also not all meditating. You guys are all doing something that's unique to what you want to work on. And I think that also relates so well to today's episode as well, because there are so many different ways to support your friends to find support for yourself and even though this is like something that's a lot more concrete and tangible it's still a form of support and encouragement and accountability how many episodes ago we talked about care teams i think episode 33 yes so we talked about care teams and i have many many questions for viv because ever since we talked about care teams i personally selfishly wanted to know what exactly is a care team like what makes up a care team why it's important I think we all know but maybe like we can both share some more examples to like make it more concrete and also how to do it not only to have your own care team but to also be a member in others in like your besties care team this episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG-13. So Viv, how would you describe Care Team? I think a care team consists of different tools and resources and people to help take care of you. And I know that sounds so broad, but I don't think necessarily a care team is just like friends. It could be books, podcasts, like information. And of course, I think like the best types of care teams are ones where you actually have relationships with people so your best friends your family your therapist a mentor etc but I think it's like coming up with almost like a toolbox of things that you can pull from when you're having a hard time maybe you need to like understand yourself a little bit more and so you reach out to these people or resources to help you get past whatever you're going through of all the things that you just shared if there's a pie chart like what percentage do you think would be like books and podcasts what percentage would be like your therapist and friends 2010 vivian a hundred percent friends best friends and like uh cousin cousins Uh yeah they were like my people i think as i Yeah, and that's a lot, right? Like, that's a lot to depend on your friends. And then I think maybe after college, I definitely started reading a lot of books. And Mm -hmm. that helped a lot. So that was maybe like, in my mid-20s, 30% finding Mm -hmm. other resources. Mm -hmm. And then also my mid-20s was therapist. So that was Mm -hmm. probably another 30%. 
And then, yeah, actually, I think it, it feels like that. It's like 30% myself looking mm-hmm. for like things to learn. And then another 30% was like a professional helping me. And then the last 30% were friends. 40%. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> Viv is just on cloud nine today. Okay, my extra 10% was Charlie. Actually, Charlie, Charlie. is a hundred. <laughs> Aww. All jokes aside, I would say that everything feels like a much more even split now that mm-hmm. I'm in my early 30s. I think even when I first started therapy and like reading more and listening to podcasts and whatnot, that was like a jump from 100% friends to like 0% friends. I tried mm-hmm. to not rely on my friends at all. And that's just, it just goes back to like swinging to the opposite ends of extremes. You know, it's like, oh, I relied too much on friends. Now I feel like I've been a bad friend. So I'm trying to do everything myself. And it's not only until recently, as you shared as well, that I feel like the balance is there. Um, I'm slowly learning how to reach out to friends not in a I'm gonna vomit everything on you yeah Yeah. and learn how to lean on people a little bit more Mm -hmm. and also like not depend too heavily on just one one person or one like category of help hence care team yeah wow that was actually a very beautiful visualization Were you actively seeking these different components in terms of, like, diversifying your portfolio? (laughs) (laughs) Diversifying your care team? Or was it something that just kind of happened over time? It was definitely realizing that, like, you can't put all your eggs in one basket. Not that, like, I couldn't depend on my friends, but it was just knowing that, like, that is too much for anyone to handle, right? Especially if you have, like, one or two friends that you constantly go to. I was realizing that there's always dynamics in friendships. And so if, for example, one person takes up a lot of space, usually the friendship only works if the other person doesn't take up a lot of space. And it was something that I realized sometime in my mid-20s, you know, maybe I'm not as great of a friend as I think I am. Just because I'm honest and open and I tell people what's happening in my life, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's like two-sided. And I think once I started realizing that, I started asking more questions than talking about myself. And that came with time and experience and realizing like, oh, actually my friends are going through a lot of things as well. I should figure out how to handle some of my stuff and not solely depend on them to be there i mean to be fair i feel like 2010 viv was still very curious and like for as honest as you were about your feelings you're also a really good listener thank you so maybe you're being a little hard on yourself (laughs) i think so see i and you know this is perfect because it goes back to like it's so hard for us to lean on other people and it's so hard for us to even like think about like oh i'm like the way that i even describe that right it's like i'm word vomiting on my friends like is that the reality (laughs) i don't think so but that's like the perception that i have of myself and so that shows how difficult it is to actually just communicate 
what is happening in your life but you feel like you're a burden or you feel like it's too much it's too overwhelming or your perception of the situation is skewed because you're innately very hard on yourself because <laughs> you're feeling everything and you're like oh my gosh if i like put this on my friend they're gonna feel everything oh yeah i think a thousand percent i think that's what i was also trying to say without <laughs> using the right words of like you're all you're a really good listener and you're very open but i honestly never felt burdened by anything that you said and like i'm a pretty I don't know if like empathetic or whatever word it is like I feel people's emotions pretty strongly which is why I think I just didn't have friends for a while because I'm like this is too much getting close to people everything that comes with it all the emotional baggage let's just not do it but I think for you knowing this about me if you really were quote unquote too much like this friendship wouldn't exist <laughs> So this is my way of saying that like, though it may come across as word vomiting, it was never like you depended on me to make you feel better. You just needed someone to potentially talk to or to get something off your chest. And I think the act of doing that a lot of times is just like, like breath of fresh air or like sigh of relief that there's this thing that's been bottling up and I can finally share it with someone just so they can share in my like perspective but yeah I, I don't think you ever you like never burden me thank you I have a follow-up question actually knowing what you know now if you can give advice to 2010 Viv how would you like encourage her or help her understand the benefits of diversifying your portfolio of care teams from like what you shared so far is just what you've learned over time through trial and error you're getting to this place where you're like oh this is actually really nice to be able to not lean fully on just one thing or one person and yeah i guess like if you could go back in time do you think you wish you knew this sooner and if so, like, how would you explain that to your younger self? I think how I would explain it now is your friends only know what your friends know, right? Like, they are more or less the same age as you. They more or less, like, are experiencing similar things. And I think that's why you're able to connect with them. But I think what was so refreshing and so new when I started discovering other things that I could add to my care team is that, for example, if you have a mentor, typically a mentor is someone who has more experience than you, maybe someone a little bit older so that they have more experience than you and they can share um, what they know, right? And so you might not get that from someone who is your peer, but finding other people who are like experts in that field, whether it's in a book or whether it's professional help, a coach, a mentor, something like that, you get to learn from their experience, from their mistakes. And I think that's important to pull from like all walks of life, right? Like something that I I have loved about my last job or like the person that I reported to was she was like significantly older than myself. She was I think like almost 30 years older than me, my supervisor. And I loved it because it felt like I was learning from someone who had so many more years 
ahead of me and so much wisdom and like knowledge to drop and so the more people that you're able to meet and find and like have mentor you it can replace what you might have I don't want to say lacked but like maybe things that you didn't have growing up or things that you didn't know yeah maybe you didn't have an older sibling or maybe you know your parents had to work a lot and so they weren't around but you can find these figures in your life to kind of fill in these gaps or like information Mm -hmm. to help you learn more about yourself and I think it goes back to something that I've been telling my team a lot and something that I try to remind myself a lot of too and we've also talked here on this channel is you don't need to suffer alone a lot of the things that you're going through you know humans have been around for centuries like thousands and thousands of years if not more right like we don't know about pre prehistoric civilizations or whatever but i think like everything that we're going through objectively it's nothing new you know humans mm. have gone through all these cycles of emotions for so long and so there will be resources out there there will be people out there there will be philosophers out there there will be authors out there who can help you understand why you're going through what you're going through or to help you feel like not alone but i think fundamentally what's needed is you need to be open to seeking potential help or to feel that something is missing so that you can know or you can try to figure out what that is because if you think you're great everything's funky dory you know there's nothing you need to do then like you're never gonna be open. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. I've definitely heard this a lot throughout the years, you know, of like you just closing yourself off from connection, from people. And just even earlier in the beginning of this episode, sharing how like it's a lot and it's overwhelming because the moment you put your foot in or you open that door, it just opens the door to hurt and fear and getting close and losing people and those are all things that are really hard to deal with especially for someone who has experienced loss at a very young age to someone very very close to you after this period of time where you felt like Ro can do it on her own I don't need a coach or a therapist or whatever how has that changed in recent years, if not just this last year? And what has come out of it for you? Similar to you, and just the theme of this podcast is like the journey rather than 
any destination we can think of. Because even if we do think of destination, life's like, oh, I have other plans. You're gonna go somewhere else. So I think it's like a gradual, ongoing journey where, when I was going through my hardest times, like depression, anxiety, all of that during college, I at one point was like, I need help. Like, there's no way I can get out of this place by myself. I need some sort of like divine intervention. Let me read books. Let me listen to podcasts. Let me seek guidance from spirituality. And I think like all these doors have till this day continue to be open and have all guided me in different ways. And I think when it comes to spirituality, that was and still is like the main pillar of guidance in my life. The foundation of Buddhism or spirituality, a lot of it is like you suffer as humans because you have attachments. So to elevate and to cultivate, you identify these attachments by looking inward and figure out a way to let it go. So like that is kind of like cultivation in a nutshell. But I think I leaned really heavily into that, which is what added to I guess like seclusion from society a little where I just wanted to figure myself out because I felt like I've, I don't know, for lack of a better word, wasted time socializing, wasted time partying. And to me, like social relationships or just relationships in general were a distraction. But then over time, I think I also realized As you said, if there are people who are professionals, if there are people who are older than me who can help guide me and help me fast track my learning, why not get coaching? And I think this all came about randomly, actually, when I was recording, like, I was like a meditation daily voice for an app. And I was like, oh, interesting vocal coaching. Wow, someone teaching me or like training me is helping me grow in ways that You know, I've done voiceovers for the past six, seven years on YouTube, but to have a real professional be like, hey, why don't you try saying it a bit lighter or try saying it a bit more solemn on parts that, you know, need like a contrast. I think it's just this like never ending ongoing journey of discovering yourself and also in turn discovering your relationship with all of these things with like real people with books because I think over time our interests in books also shift and change and there will be seasons where we love books and there'll be seasons where we want nothing to do with the books or you're just too busy too busy quote unquote busy or whatever as you were sharing all of that it's interesting because I think like the way that I described reaching out to people it to me, like my perception of myself is almost like I'm dumping on others versus when you're describing your experience, it almost felt very like one step at a time, you know, like I'm mm-hmm. going to read a book. I know in recent years that like your relationships and friendships have flourished so much and there's such a huge shift between like 2017 row and like Rowena now. I remember there was one time where you came back from New York. I think we went to get dinner. And I remember at that dinner, you were like, Viv, I feel like I don't have any friends. Like I feel like when I come back, I don't really have friends anymore because the friends that I did hang out with back then in LA were typically more like drinking friends and you were no longer drinking, right? And so to see how you went from that to now 
opening up to other people and slowly building these relationships over time i'm curious how you like opened up your heart and like opened up your willingness how does someone begin to reach out to people over time i think i still struggle with fully sharing what i'm going through with friends i think with james it's very easy and i think it's because he helped created a very safe comforting open environment for us and for me to be able to just openly share what's on my mind and i think as i've said before on this podcast is like james has helped me understand that it's okay to open up to other people and it's okay to share parts of your heart because this is what life is about. There's two sides. One of them was James helped me open up my heart. And I think like simultaneously, you know, even before I met James with my group of friends in New York, I think it was just being willing to go out. And with one of my girlfriends, like I just don't know why but there's like there's very few people in my life where if they text me I'll respond right away she was just that and so whenever she would ask me to go out I'll go out like grab dinner let's go grab dinner go over for board game night I'll go over for board game night and I think over time just because we've had like a five-year relationship and we've seen each other go through all the things that we've gone through the highest highs the lowest lows and we supported each other through it of course there's like you know, during dinners, during conversations, like it's deep and we're vulnerable and we share about all of these things. But I think at the same time, having the duration of a friendship can also show you like the true, not like the true colors of your friend, but it just reaffirms time and time again that like, yes, they're a good person. And yes, like they're here to stay no matter what. And I would actually say going back to your point of you know when we're younger none of us know what we're doing really when it comes to friendships and like how to communicate I would even argue that even now a lot of us don't openly communicate how someone like how much someone means to you or you're waiting or like you never want to be the first person to be like you're my bestie because what if they're like uh you're just a friend you know like that's (laughs) like one of the worst feelings right when like you believe so much in this friendship but it gets turned down whatever I think this is also conditioning for maybe things that have happened in the past so even now it may still be hard for us to like open up in that way to friends or to let them know how much they mean to us and so I feel like the friendships that I've made in New York in the past couple of years they've just been very easy in that You know how like some friendships just come very naturally, very easily. You don't need to do much. And it just like it progresses as it should. And I think cosmically is just it's meant to be like it really is. You can't explain it. You really can't explain it. And so I think the people who I've met have been very open and understanding of whatever my situation is, maybe without even knowing that these are all the things that I'm going through. And I've also been very understanding of their situation, allowing them the time and space to do the things they need to do, to figure things out themselves so that when they're ready, I'm there to help them and vice versa. 
And I think this is like another element of what we wanted to talk about today in terms of care teams in that, like, how do you be a good care team member? And I think the answer is very different depending on who you're talking to, what your friend wants out of a friendship, out of a relationship, what your friend needs in time of, you know, like, let's say when you call me. What you need to hear may be very different from what I need to hear when I call you. Yeah, no, I loved what you said about how, like, James was a big part of of you opening up yourself again, right? And I think what he created or the way that he showed up in your relationship probably added to that comfort and that support. And so... I think that goes back to like if you want to be a good care team member for someone else I don't know for me I think like a huge thing is being able to feel comfort and supported and to not feel judged maybe that's the word for me like if I'm going to open up to someone and I sense any bit of judgment I immediately don't I like I want to retreat right and you know, like now knowing James, he is like very much not that kind of a person. He's very open and accepting and like it's all ears when you're with him. Like he's always listening. And so I can understand how you were able to feel that sense of comfort. And I think that what you shared also about the timeline, it takes a long time to build trust i think like nowadays we see this a lot on social media where it's like oh like therapy is so encouraged and like you find a therapist and you know like it's going to change your world and everyone should go to therapy etc i've been seeing the same person for four years and i can confidently say that i don't think i truly opened up to her until like last year like i don't really think that i fully depended or like allowed myself to be taken care of and I still struggle with that to this day until three to four years into our relationship so it's not something that happens overnight it takes so much time and in that period of time there's so many things that can happen in your own life right like things that are completely out of your control and so it does just go back to that balance that dance that back and forth of what is happening how can I communicate that am I ready for that am I not ready for that how do I feel when I'm with this person oh they make me feel comfortable and I can share a little bit more of myself I want to do the same thing back I also agree that it's like so important to understand what your friend needs for example if I was to open up to you I would need you to tell me like oh that wasn't too much you know like exactly what you shared in this conversation like you actually don't burden me and so that voice in my head I'm like okay Rowena said that to me today oh she also said that to me two months ago oh she also said that to me three years ago and it's like over time as long as you're patient with me and like my journey and my growth it's that reassuring feeling that this person understands they're not judging me they see my struggle and they're able to support me in the way that like I need did I ever tell you I need that not necessarily but that's just what ends up making friendships work Because I think as a friend, you can also try different approaches. The thing that's been challenging but rewarding is mentoring my team, like the beauty within team. 
And it's so much mental gymnastics to be like, I see this thing that I feel like you can improve on. Not for me, but for yourself. But how do I say it in a way where I'm not telling them what to do and instead I'm guiding them to the answers by asking them questions? And it's it's so mentally taxing and honestly pretty mentally draining. But it's rewarding because when you see things click for them, you're like, ah, like that was all worth it. And I think that's kind of what I mean. But you can try different approaches when you talk to your friends of there's a default that we always give right like even if I personally just want James to tell me everything will be okay and that like I just need to take a deep breath and to give me a hug and I probably know that that's what some of my friends need when they reach out I also default to fixing mode I'm like oh Mm. like here's you know here are some tools and this is what you can look into and how can we solve this right and that's when I like get so mad at James I'm like I don't need a solution right now I just need a hug um (laughs) so even if you know what you want it's sometimes hard to like do that for friends but I think if you're conscious about it you can try different approaches you know sometimes you give them words of affirmation. Sometimes you give them, you know, these different, you just try different ways to respond. And if you tell a friend something they want to hear in the moment when they're going through a tough time, they just light up. Mm-hmm. And that's a data point for you to be like, okay, positive reinforcement. I like noted, you know, I will continue to do this in the future. Something that I started doing in my like late 20s is if I know I just want to vent, I will tell my friend, hey, do you have time? Can I vent to you right now? I just need to like let it out and rant. And if I'm looking for advice, I will say, hey, can I hear your thoughts on this? Like, what do you think about this? Or I will like talk blah, 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 blah. And then I'll ask them like, what do you think? And so it almost sets that conversation up in a way that will already make you feel like you're getting what you need because your friend will know oh they just need a vent for the hundredth time and I'm just gonna let them vent I'm gonna like all ears you know Mm -hmm. versus I know for me too I am very much like I want to fix the problem you know like how can I help you I want I don't want you to feel bad anymore I want to fix it for you you need to break up with him I want you to feel good but it doesn't work that way because people don't hear you when they're not ready to hear that advice I guess that's like a little tip or trick you know like if you're looking to reach out to a friend let them know like hey I just need a vent or like hey need some advice can you help me out and you can even ask your friend that is this a vent session because I'm here for you what do you need from me how can I support you during this time I've always been like James you should know (laughs) (laughs) or like friend you should know what I want But this is so smart because you're very proactively setting yourself and also your friend up for success. Mm -hmm. And this is like the first line of defense. The second line of defense is your friend being emotionally intelligent enough to ask you, hey, are we venting right now? Or do we actually want some solutions? And then you can proceed the conversation as whatever fit, but... This is very smart. That's something that I struggle with in friendships where they need to talk about the same things over and over and over again. Because when I see that they're like struggling with something over and over and over again, I'm like, 
I want to fix this. Like I am going to fix this for you. <laughs> break up with him. <laughs> yeah, break up with him. <laughs> But it just doesn't work that way. So it's only until I was talking to someone yesterday. I was like, when do you have that intervention with a friend? When do you give them time and space to figure it out on their own? And when do you actually say something? And they were sharing with me that. It's like when they hit rock bottom, like when they really need you, and they come to you, and you're, they're like, "I'm defeated. <laughs> Help me." That's when you go in and you like support them fully. You know, like I'm here for you. I know you're here. It's okay that you're here, but like I'm going to be here with you until we get out of it together. I mean, we were talking about this yesterday when we we're prepping for this episode of just using the example we've been like saying as a joke, but, like to like relationships with friends, right? And yesterday you're like, you know, you never know they might end up getting married. So who am I to say anything if they don't see it or if they don't care or if they just you know don't want to do anything about it? I think it's also learning how do you actually care for a friend. Do you want to care about your friend in a way that you want to care for them, or do you want to care for your friend in the way that they want you to care for them? And I think that was like a huge realization and mindset shift for me too. Where sometimes that's not what people want. They don't want to hear what you think, or they don't want to know some of these things. And so learning, yeah, just like learning these boundaries and. Learning how to dance with it can be mentally taxing, but I think another thing I've learned is to also just emotionally disconnect myself with my friends' problems.、Mm, like you、yes. can come to me with your things, and I will listen to it, and I will internalize it, and I will empathize with you, and I will feel the feelings with you. But after we're done, like I will let it go. And if it if I can't let it go, then I think it's, and I in turn. Reflect and ask myself, like, what is it about this situation that is still lingering? Like, is it that I need to have a conversation? And if so, is it really for my friend, or is it for myself, or is it like triggering something else in me? Am I trying to escape through my friend's problems rather than dealing with my own problems? At the end of the day, your friend's problems are their problems, and that's like something to remember. Like you will never know the totality of their situation. What they share with you is just like the iceberg of what they're actually going through. So even if you were to share advice or like give them instruction or direction, guidance, it's very tough to like do that, you know. And so. At the end of the day, they have to live with their decisions, and unless it is actually like affecting you, that's where you draw your boundaries, and you can turn to other care team members for support. <laughs> that's why we have a care team, not a care person. Yay! Wow, what a beautiful episode. My heart feels like it just got hugged. Ah. Me too. There's so much you can learn from other people. It gets easier over time. Yes, it does. And if you guys need some extra support or have any questions, you'd like this care team of Viv and Row to help answer or address or give advice on anything and everything that you're going through, you can DM us at Voice Hugs Podcast on Instagram or send us an email to hello at Voice Hugs Podcast dot. Come. Sending everyone a voice hug. Voice hug. We hope you feel supported and loved and cared for. 
because we're here for you. Yay!